This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Sunday, August 8th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The drug war has raged for 50 years. Of course, it's well past time to end it. Democratic U.S. Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman wants to start by removing federal criminal penalties for drug possession and move regulatory authority from DOJ to HHS, as well as expunge some criminal records. She's co-sponsored legislation to that effect. We spoke in late July. If you could... Detail for me your understanding of what the drug war has done to the United States. I think that the drug war has devastated black and brown and poor communities. I think the drug war was a war on people and it was a divisive tactic and a a marginalization tactic and isolation tactic um, and a criminalization tactic uh, that was targeting populations that were not sort of supportive of Nixon and his uh, agenda. And so I think that the result of that is that there's an overpopulation of black and brown and poor people in prison. That's devastated families and communities. And it's also um, had a detrimental effect, I think, on the generations that they came after that. Uh, And I think that it has had um, dire consequences on individuals who have been incarcerated simply because they were um, found to be in possession of a substance that they were going to use for their personal use. What specifically are you proposing? Proposing a big shift, a shift of how we address those who have um, personal substance issues and taking it out of the hands of the Department of Justice, decriminalizing it uh, and taking it into the auspices of the Department of Health and Human Services and treating it as a, a health care issue as opposed to a criminal issue. And so by doing that, I think that we will save resources, save people, save communities, be able to apply those resources to evidence-based programs that uh, help individuals that are struggling with an addiction in their personal use. Um, I think it helps to restore their citizenship, their sense of community responsibility. It makes sure that they're no longer ineligible for important uh, federal support systems like SNAP and TANF and housing and things of that nature. And it, it helps them by giving them a real new start because what, what it would do would be clean up um, past record, expunge, uh, reevaluate the sentencing of individuals who are currently incarcerated who would not uh, be uh, people who were incarcerated if this bill were in effect. Right. But the most important thing is that people just aren't going to jail anymore. They shouldn't. Uh, but the disparity that we have experienced as it re- relates to the application of law enforcement and the judicial system has resulted in the disparity of black and brown being negatively impacted. There are a lot of states, in fact, almost all the states still have uh, drug laws on the books, and they will probably continue to have drug laws on the books. Why does it matter so much that the federal government uh, do this? Well, first of all, I think that we should be doing this as as uh, an example of what is good policy. Um, secondly, 
the federal government does have control of a lot of the resources. And states that do, don't follow um, the, the sort of guidance that's offered under this under this piece of legislation would find themselves in a compromised position to access some of those uh, funding sources. And so we all know that affecting your income, whether it's a, a state entity, a, a municipality, or a person, um, affects your behavior and your response to things. So I, I believe connecting access to resources on the federal level to implementing what I think is a, an amazing reform movement as it relates to personal use of substance um, is, 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 a, is a huge jump and it is a, a, an additional sort of um, vehicle to make sure that we are doing these things around the country and there's more consistency in how we deal with people with their personal use issues. Most of the people of the United States, I believe, now live in a state that has legalized cannabis either uh, recreationally or medically. Uh, Oregon and Washington, D.C. have gone further. Uh, Washington, D.C. legalized uh, uh, mushrooms in th this most recent election. And Oregon has decriminalized the possession of small amounts of basically all drugs. So um, you expect if if this legislation goes forward, that uh, other states will sort of not feel that pressure from the feds anymore and decide, well, I think we can safely move ahead with this. Is that part of the plan? Well, it certainly is. And it signals what our policy priorities are. And if our policy priorities are to, to, to treat um, substance abuse uh, individual substance abuse in a manner that uh, acknowledges the sort of the healthcare implications or the health need implications and do not justify uh, incarcerating people and associated costs with that, both financial costs and human costs, um, then there are states that would, would feel more comfortable in moving in the right direction, of course. What do you say to your uh, colleagues across the aisle? On this, there are some Republicans who are, frankly, right there with you. Uh, I would guess, um, but for even a lot of Democrats, this is this would feel like a bridge too far for them. So when it when it comes to uh, making the argument salient to them, uh, what do you say? Couple of things. I want to point to the opioid crisis and how we recognize uh, that that was a health care issue and not a criminal issue. And I think that it had to do with the fact that it was affecting disproportionately the white communities. So I want to put you in the head in, in the headset of like looking at how we are approaching the opioid uh, crisis. And I think that that is an important uh, component of this. But I also think we there have been a number of studies done and people in general in this country, a great greater proportion of people feel that the drug wars did not work, that the drug, the drug war, the over-incarceration is not a good thing. And there are um, a majority of, of citizens, Republican, Democrat, and independent who think that we need to move in another direction and, and support uh, treating these issues from a healthcare perspective versus a criminal justice perspective. And I think that, you know, 
as we're moving through what I think is a very interesting uh, moment in our country, there is this shamefulness that the United States of America is the most overly incarcerated country in the world. And we're supposed to be the land of the free. And that kind of like shows you that we're something else that we need to be working on. So we need to be reconciling that issue as well. Who's most helpful on the other side of the aisle on on this issue? I wish I could give you a name. Um, we haven't really uh, uh, worked through this with the other side. But I think that the nonprofits and the policy groups are going to be very helpful in convincing even members um, on the other side of the aisle that this is a rational approach to dealing with uh, the issue of personal use and that we need to be seeking to make people healthy and to make communities healthy and that this this history we have over incarceration has resulted in the opposite. Yeah, when you look at how many people are in jail uh, at in both federal and state systems for uh, drugs, and then you look at the clearance rate for uh, actual murders that are committed, uh, it seems that there is a problem in our criminal justice system at taking the right things more seriously. Yeah. Um, and we have to take out the racially um, the, the the issue of race there, um, the racial equation. You know, like twenty million Americans have struggled with substance abuse, over a million of them with cocaine, like six hundred thousand with heroin, but one point seven million with prescription drugs. And so, this is a wide ranging problem uh, that we need to help people become more healthy when there is a. Uh, a struggle and when there is a um, a jeopardy to their health based upon their use right now, we need to treat them with respect and we need to understand that there's a there's a healthcare issue here. There's a, a, a medical issue here, not a criminal issue. To the extent that someone has engaged in drug crime uh, and for millions of Americans, that's their daily lives, uh, whether or not they are caught uh, and arrested. Um, but it's, it's hard to stress to people how a felony conviction, uh, will absolutely devastate your ability to fully participate in society. Yes. And I guess it requires a lot of educating and collaborating, and I'm certainly willing to do that. And, and I, I thank you for this opportunity to share this in your podcast, because actually, you know, to be truthful, you might get to a population that I don't normally get to. And so perhaps they will get a chance to see this and they will be interested in pursuing uh, some more information on this issue. Bonnie Watson Coleman is a Democratic U.S. representative from New Jersey. Never miss a Sunday show. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.